0: The Business Station.
1: Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. Good morning. You're listening to The Morning Run. It's 7.48. Melissa, Joyce and Han here with you as we take a look at the top business news of the day. But before that, let me tell you what's coming up on The Breakfast Grill. In about 15 minutes or so, we'll be having Vipin Khara, the CEO of Bank Bazaar International, on the show. And Han, you're going to be talking to them.
0: That's right. So Bank Bazaar International is based in India and they have just launched their financial comparison site here in Malaysia called B Bazaar earlier this year. So now here in Malaysia, we've got like about 10 uh, to about 12 of these mm-hmm. financial comparison sites. In fact, in my research, Joyce, I was reading one of your articles, one mm-hmm. of your uh, final articles at The Edge before you moved over here to BFM.
1: Before we got her! Yeah, you know, <laughs> and this was what, uh, uh,
0: 2017, like about mid-2017 mm-hmm. and already, you know, she was saying, you know, how crowded, and this was before B Bazaar was launched earlier this year, right? So we're going to try and get a sense as to what their edge is here in this market. So
1: the question is, I mean, what what makes that, you know, what is that edge, right? So mm-hmm. is it just about name recognition for, you know, for people the first thing that comes to mind when you go to that website, is it about that? Right. But,
2: yeah, and how sticky is it? Mm-hmm. Right. For me, how sticky is the website, right? If I'm a user, how many times will I go back to and bizarre, be bizarre. Or how many times do I go back to Ringgit Plus? Be, right. You know, yeah,
0: right, exactly. And you know, and okay, I know we all want a good deal, but how far will we go for a good deal? Are we going to go through all twelve of these financial mm-hmm. comparison sites, or you just find that one? You know, like you said, sticky, right? And if it meets your needs, and then go with that, right? And keeping in mind, you know, it's not just the financial comparison sites. We still use the brick and mortar channel uh, as well. Uh, there's still all those there is a pesky credit card sales people at the malls as well trying to push but there is that channel as well right so uh, across all these different channels how does uh, B Bazaar not just stand out when it comes to financial comparison sites but across all channels for getting financial products as a whole
1: well if you're uh, from Penang like I am you will go through all 12 sites to get a great deal (laughs) All right, let's take a quick look at uh, Felda we're going to continue our conversation about Felda uh, from Monday now Felda Is on the front page of Starbiz this morning. Why? Because they're expected to see a cash balance drop, their cash balance drop to about 100 million ringgit by the end of the year. This, according to sources who spoke exclusively to Starbiz. Now, Felder's weak finances have made it difficult to get external funding, with banks reluctant
2: to give it loans without a government guarantee. Yeah, when I read the story, it was quite surprising. The cash balance is going to drop to 100 million ringgit. And looking at this story, there's saying that recommendations on solutions to the cash crisis will be released with the white paper on Felda next month. Also, there's news that actually before May 9th, Felda made plans to issue bonds worth six billion ringgit, while uh, it executed a plan to rationalise and divest its
0: assets. Right. So, you know, the government obviously now in a bit of a pickle, right? Do they actually lend their name to Felder, right, in order to um, help support Felder uh, or do you just let Felda sink, right? That's a very tough question here, yeah, it, because of is, the mismanagement in the past. And yeah. is
1: Felda too big to fail, right? Uh, so, And who suffers if Felda fails?
0: Because uh, it's not just a business consideration, but obviously there are political considerations sure. here as well.
1: Well, yeah. it, it's so much so that, you know, Pakatan Harapan put it in their manifesto, all uh, right? yeah, even right. before they got uh, they got into um, power in Putrajaya. Jaya. Uh, on Monday, we talked about how it, it is expected that this white paper that will be presented on December 10th will include um, three proposals. We spoke about the beefing up of the management Mm -hmm. for Felda. We spoke about the possibility of um, privatisation of FGV and we also um, looked at perhaps the possibility of merging Felda with Felcra.
0: Right, and so these are perhaps longer term structural reforms that Felda needs, Right, but in the short term they need money. What? Yeah. What, 100 million ringgit, you they said? They cannot...
2: 100 million ringgit. They, yeah. They, yeah, basically their cash balance is going to drop to about 100 million ringgit. They definitely need money. And questions, I mean, everyone's asking, you know, how come, like what happened to their finances, right? And if you read all these articles, everyone's saying that there, there, there are numerous factors. One of it includes uh, MGV's poor performance. You also have uh, debts incurred to purchase assets, including Eagle High plantations mm. in Indonesia, as well as money owed to it by settlers. I think there are some eighty thousand settlers who owe Felder about sixty thousand ringgit each.
1: Yeah, and, and coming back to that point you made, Joyce, about the F, about FGV's uh, poor performance. Look, after FGV was listed, uh, Felder was to get two hundred and fifty million ringgit in lease payments, along with fifteen percent of FGV's operating profits. Um, and at that point in time, I think so. So with CPO prices at about two thousand two hundred ringgit per ton, this fifteen. Uh, Percent is now less than four hundred million ringgit. So, Felder for Felder to have a sustainable cash flow, you have we have to have CPO prices about three thousand ringgit per metric ton, uh, and that would mean the operating profit share would equal about eight hundred million ringgit. So. Uh, I guess you know CPO prices really hitting uh, not just FGV but then felt hard as well.
0: Well, actually, try below two thousand ringgit. I'm pulling out oh, Bloomberg okay. data. Yeah, and I, I yeah. saw
1: it hit almost a 1008 at some uh, recently, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
0: It was, so look at the most active contract, uh, contract for palm futures right now. It's about uh, one thousand nine hundred and eighty six ringgit mm. per metric ton to be exact. Uh, well, that's as of uh, uh, the close on Monday, obviously. But yeah, you, you're right. So obviously a far cry from where palm oil prices were uh, during FGV's listing, and also from recent years as well. Obviously that's going to hurt because given the relationship between FGV and uh, Felda, right? Recall that uh, FGV uh, uh, contributes about some two hundred fifty million ringgit in yes. lease payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, on top of that, there's another fifteen percent of FGV's operating profits, all being funneled up to Big Mama Felder.
2: Yeah, if you look at FGV, I think there's a plan for FGV to improve its plantations, but that's not expected to have results until 2022. That's still yeah. a long time yeah, to go.
1: It's a long-term plan. But you know what? I don't think we can just um, look at this as in terms of FGV's uh, yeah. p- poor performance. Felder has a role to play too. Look, they got some money that they got five and a half billion ringgit from FGV's listing, which in 2002 was the second biggest listing in the world. So they got this windfall uh, in terms of money from, from FGV. What did they do with it? They bought a London apartment block they bought a Sabah hotel, they bought a stake in Iris Corp and a piece of land in Malacca. The idea is were these investments um, good investments, yeah. sustainable investments, investments that would give them recurring income? Now, the So I think right now that white paper will be addressing some of the financial management of uh, Felda. Actually
2: it be interesting to see the ROIs of all these investments. Uh, we have a tweet coming in from Hiswani Hassan saying that you know in Azmin's speech at the PKR Congress, Felda will not be allowed to fail.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of his money, hey, buddy, I met one of your classmates on Monday and uh, <laughs> you're actually your, your roommate, if I'm not mistaken. So, hello. And keep, yeah, keep your support for the morning run. <laughs> okay. Just putting it out there. So, oh, I know smart. who you know, people. I'm watching you, buddy. <laughs> okay,
1: well, let's turn our attention from... Um, Hiswani and yeah. <laughs> Felda, to Telecom Malaysia because uh, Business Times, the NSC's Business Times has an exclusive that uh, after Datuk Bazlan Osman, uh, who is the acting group CEO after his resignation last Friday, there are now, according to Biz Times, five contenders for the top position at Telecom Malaysia. So this is for the group CEO position. And of the five contenders or, or speculated contenders,
2: Three are from outside of TM. And one of them is outgoing Astro Group CEO, Datuk Rohana Rozan who is believed to be one of them. And she will be stepping down as Astro Group CEO, effective January 31st next year. So that's one name there. Another contender is former TM's Chief Strategy Officer, Dr. Farid Mohamad Sani. And um, looking at that, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who... Gets the spot.
0: Yeah, well, whoever gets the spot is going to have a tough time trying to uh, restore investor sentiment here. Judging by telecom's share price year to date, it has declined by sixty four percent. Just to put that into perspective, FBM KLCI year to date declines is about four point eight percent. Four point eight percent for Malaysia's benchmark stock index for telecom year to date sixty four percent drop. It's been
2: well, a rough year. I think the telco saw about the least. <laughs> yeah, I think they saw about four. 10 billion ringgit worth of market cap wiped out in the last 12 months. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah. So, taking a quick look at
1: their financial performance for the first six months of the year, telecoms net profit dropped to 200 and about two hundred and sixty million ringgit. Compared that to four hundred and forty million just a year ago. This is, of course, due to the uh, rising com- competition within the fixed uh, broadband space.
0: Yeah, not just uh, competition from uh, external forces, but also internally, uh, they've got those legacy issues that mm-hmm. they have to deal with. You now, we saw that crop up just earlier this year with their corporate network. There was this spike in complaints for their streamix services there. Right? Did you
1: guys see the online petition that was going around um, asking for the um, Re- communications minister to be yeah. replaced? Did yeah, you I see that, that one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, it's garnered more than 10,000 uh, signatures. Okay. All right, we've got the Breakfast Grill coming up just after the 8 o'clock news bulletin. Stay tuned for Vipin Khara, the CEO of Bank Bazaar International, next on BFM 89.9. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation.
2: Volvo, made by Sweden.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.